Hey everyone, welcome to the Happy as Natty podcast. Today I want to introduce you to Pat Wright. Pat Wright is an amazing woman who has achieved a lot in her life and in her career. But what I'm talking to her about today is the fact that she is a cancer survivor with a truly inspiring story. I want to give you a little bit of a background on how I actually met Pat Wright. For my birthday in Jamaica, my friends took me out to a vegan restaurant, which I didn't know actually existed in Montego Bay. And sitting down and eating there, I was wowed by the food, which was all raw or live, as she calls it, and dehydrated. And because of that, I went back a couple of times and then I got to hear Pat's story and I was so amazed by her story and how she still helps people and inspires people to heal themselves and I won't give too much away but that is why I decided I wanted to do an interview with her and share that story with you here. I do apologize for the background noises that are going on, um, but they won't, I hope, interrupt too much in the podcast. So here you go. Enjoy the podcast because here it comes. Hey, Pat. We're here at your plant-based raw foods restaurant in Montego Bay, the Right Life Natural Products and Live Food Eatery. What a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. We could just call it Right Life. Right Life. Welcome, by the way. Um, Thank you for doing this interview. No problem. Um, First up, I just want to give the listeners a bit of background info on you. So you're Pat Wright. Mm -hmm. You are a Jamaican resident proud owner of a raw plant-based restaurant, your mother and a grandmother, uh, your cancer survivor, inspirational speaker, you're a designer. Is there anything else you would like to add to that well, list? Above all of this originally from I'm 17, I'm a hairstylist, I'm a hairdresser. You're a hairdresser That's what as well. I studied for. Yeah. And I did that for 36 years. And then I retired and went into um, the hotel and ran spas for the Sunset Group down here. And they started to buy hotel after hotel, so I ended up running four spas for them. And in 2015, they sold the the Sunset Group. And um, I decided to to take my payoff money. Yeah and open a restaurant because it is a struggle to eat vegan or raw. And I try to eat as much raw as I can because of my cancer background. So when I do that, when when I decided to do that, I don't know how we survived so long because it's not... Montego Bay is a KFC place. It's a Kentucky Fried Chicken. I've seen that. <laughs> so the people don't come to you unless they are half dead. They have one foot in the grave. If they have diabetes, they have cancer, they have hypertension, anything like that. The lifestyle disease, they come. I'm called antipath by most people. They come and they find me and they want me to get them better immediately exactly, yeah. because I have 
had cancer five times. That's exactly what I wanted to ask you. So you're a, a cancer survivor, as what I've read so much about you. Do you do you mind sharing that story, like how how you beat cancer? Well, when I was 24, I got cancer of the colon, and then my next cancer was the bone, and then it was um, colon again, and then breast twice. But I've used food. Um, whenever I'm bad, like I eat badly, yeah. and the older I get, the more I tend to, oh, if I want a piece of jerk pork, I'm going to eat me a piece of jerk pork, you know? Um, but normally you have to get it out and get back your body alkaline immediately and yeah. move on. So um, that's what I've done. When I got the second cancer of the colon, they told me that I had to um, have chemo. But I, during my research, I didn't see anybody who had lived any longer having this chemo. But you know, when doctors tell you this, you get scared. And of course. So I had a round of chemo and I nearly died. I nearly died. Because so, of the chemo? Yes. Because it's not cancer that kills you. It's a treatment of cancer that kills you. So I stopped immediately and um, went on food Some, and supplements, you know. Supplementation helps a lot. So... That's what's kept me here, was and I'm 65 now. That is amazing. And was that because of, of research? Like how, yes, how yes. You have to be a very powerful person or a strong person to be able to say no to the doctors and no to the treatment. Like how sure were you about what you were going to I do? I wasn't sure. I just knew. I mean, you know, like no, 2018, there's no way I would have done it because my research over the years has shown me that you don't go that way because chemo kills every cell in your body. I mean, right now I have no memory, my nails. There's so many things that went wrong from just that one round. Wow. So I watch people who go through six months of chemo and I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if they're crazy because now when you do your research, it tells you this. There, there are too many doctors out there and too many alternate ways to fight cancer, right? So, but in those days, it was just, you know, you're scared, so you listen and they say, yes, this is the way and it has come back. So you go their way, but there's no way. If food wasn't even going to cure me, I couldn't have this burning up your body. It, I, I was just so ill, you know. Really sick from Yeah, me. man, yeah. And, and not meaning sick and vomit, that sort of thing. I mean, just ill, just feel bad, just, it was just horrific, Yeah, you know. So when you decided to start changing your food, was that, was that difficult for you? Was it like all of a sudden did you need to learn how to cook food again? No, um, how it happened is that my son yeah. read about this raw food thing and he said, Mommy, you know, I think this can help you. So we moved to Ochi where all the raw food, um, the people who do raw food was... Yeah, he found out that this is where all the people who um, taught raw food, all the big chefs were in Ochi. So we moved to Ochi, and he went to school and learned how to be a raw food chef. For you? Yeah, because he felt that this is what would save me. And then it did, you know. But people at that time, this was 2006, were just not, 2006, 2007, was just not into even hearing 
about life. So it didn't make any sense. He couldn't earn a living from it. So he went to New York. Okay. So he now lives and works in New York. But here, now we're struggling, but we're fighting the good fight because you find every month you find more people who are realizing that we are what we eat. Yeah. So your your son started cooking for you. Non cooking for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Non cooking for you. And so how how difficult was it to find the raw food that you say like in in Ochi or in Jamaica? And how it's not difficult to find it. Is it not? Or the no, the organic? It's very easy, but nobody wants it. And does everything need to be organic as well? Yes, because okay. if you're going to do raw, they can't have just sprayed Roundup on it. Exactly. So you ha it has to be organic, so that makes it more expensive because organic food is more expensive. So it's very difficult, and you know, to sell it. It's not difficult to get it because you have a lot of organic farms in Jamaica. If they're not even certified organic, they use an organic system to grow their things, you know. They don't spray with Roundup and these sort of things, pesticides, herbicides. So we have a lot of that. So I've, I've been shopping in, in, in supermarkets now for a couple of months in Jamaica and I've never seen an aisle that says organic No, produce. you would never see that. So where would you have to go as someone... No, we go to the farms. And someone who, for example, wants to... But there is organic food in the supermarkets. Some of the big farms, the larger organic farms, they have their stuff, like you'll see kale. Yeah. And it, but you have to read the labels very well to see which farms, you know, who okay. has it there. So it is possible for, yeah. for people in Jamaica yeah. Yeah. to eat organic. Yes. That's good to know. Okay. Um, so. Well, you've been eating at me, so you've been eating organic. Exactly. Well, that's why I've been coming to you. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so, do you right now only only eat raw no. food or vegan food? No, I tend food? to be bad right now. I'm 65. I, I eat raw every day. Okay. But I like my lunch, I eat here. So yeah. and I have my green juice in the morning and my green matcha tea and that sort of thing. But if I'm invited out in the evenings, I'm not going to say I can't go because it's very difficult. There's nothing out there that you think, but I make sure that I get it out. Okay, that's good. You know, but I'm not going to be uncomfortable. But I'm not going to go and eat all these like, foolishness. Like sometimes, you know, you go to cocktail parties and they bring all this crap around. I'm not going to eat. Okay. Yeah. And so after Because you, you have to be careful, you know, it's not also the actual food you know it's the oils and those things and that the they use and yeah. the sugar they put the sugar to flavor to make sure you want more you know so you have to be careful which restaurants you go exactly and that sort of thing so after you started eating vegan and you were complete or raw and you were completely healed did your family I don't think you're never I don't think you're ever completely healed of cancer no because when they did my my last surgery they took um, 24 lymph nodes and 12 were blown so that means that at all times cancer is somewhere in your body yeah. you know like if you look at my nail here this is a sign that there's a melanoma somewhere but I don't take it on because I believe that 
it begins and ends in your mind. So you sit down and <laughs> it's gonna you know, I have no time for it. That's a, yeah, that's a good way of thinking. And um, did your family change their eating habits as well? Not at all. No? Not at all. Not, Not even your all. son? My son, well he when he's fixing the food he eats it, but that's he he eats they're, my family is not going to Kentucky Fried Chicken. Right? They're not going to drink sodas, that sort of thing. But they all they mainly eat at home. So, and when you find that you eat at home, if you're even eating meat, you know you can get grass-fed cows, that sort of thing. You eat properly. You eat different. You know we're not going to eat cows, drink cows' milk, because you know that cows' milk is full of pus. You're gonna have proper almond milk, you're going to do it yourself, squeeze it out, that sort of thing. Or you're going to have coconut milk or um, goat's milk. Goat is the only alkaline meat there is. So that sort of thing. So we tend to eat like that. You're going to eat curry goat. It's going to be curried with the turmeric and all this sort of thing. So you're still eating healthy, although they might not eat as strict as me. Okay. You know? Yeah. But you don't want to eat... Um, crap, you know, a lot of people eat margarine and all, we don't eat those things, yeah. those things okay. are not in our fridge So, and when you opened the restaurant, what actually inspired you? Because obviously you... Because I knew I was to t lead people to eat properly, I mean like right now you know, people will, if I'm old people say, oh my god, Aunt Pat is here, you know, they fear me like, they, oh my god, look at this, da, 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 da. you know, they'll apologize to you, you know, they buy a bucket of chicken and say, oh my god look at that, the Pat looking at me you know, but no, first time I used to be more aggressive with it, no I can't bother Okay, so and how, have you seen like an, an um, evolution in in how people reacted to to the restaurant when you first opened it and now? Like has there been a like bigger client, lots more clients or? Not at all. It's just, it's more clients, I wouldn't say more clients, but there are more people aware, more people are trying to eat properly. So I figure that by next year we will really take off because Right Life has become a name now. You go to Kingston, you go anywhere, and you say Right Life, they know what it is, right? They know that our juices don't have no form of sugar. But we're not out there enough yet. Like, we would need to market some more, you know what I mean? But because you're not making the money that a meat place would make, you don't have the money to do this. That's so I need true. to move to Kingston also. We need to open a branch in Kingston because the younger people are more aware and, you know, so we, I know we'll do better because every time you go on the social media, you see them, when are you coming to Kingston, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. A guy from USA Foods came here the other day and he interviewed me and he says he can't believe we have a place like this in Jamaica because USA Foods, which is the second largest food service in the United States, Cisco is number one, they're number two, they're just going green. Only now. They're going green. Wow. And we have been green for two years already. Two years now, yeah. And when it came to hiring your staff, did you have to educate them in a special way? Of course, way? of course. And every, you know, if somebody comes and I hear them fumble over anything, like somebody asks them, what does cucumber do for you? Or what does... But no, I no longer have that problem. At first... I would let them go on their phones and research what are the benefits of cucumber. No, I don't have to do that. If they're like, 
mountain sapwidja started serving a drink made out of mountain sapwidja, a family of sawasap. So if somebody comes and asks, you see them immediately go on the phone to find out. So you no longer need to, I mean, and they eat more. At first they would not, every lunchtime you see them walk out and go and look food elsewhere. No, you'll see them because our soup doesn't have like a, a starter, that sort of thing. We start with our vegetables. We have nothing in there to boost it or anything. And now you see them drinking, they'll come in all the guy that cleans, he comes in and says, Oh, not feeling well, I need some soup. That's just because he wants to drink the soup. You know, <laughs> so they, they're eating more. They'll eat the pizza. Our pizza is phenomenal. Oh, they'll it is. eat the burger. They eat those things and they, they, they really are trying. Yeah. But they go on the road and eat the bad foods. So. Oh, of course. I think, yeah, it's. But the good thing about it is that they get sick. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. So you mentioned the the soursop and like um, th like the pizza has got and the aki burgers and you've got lots of local produce. We only use local produce. So yeah, how we don't use no form of like we don't use. You wouldn't come in there and see grapes. We don't use foreign fruit. If we get local grapes, you'll see. And but we don't use foreign fruits. We use Jamaica plums. Jamaica, Jamaica apples. We don't use American apples because those things are full of pesticides and herbicides. <laughs> We'd have to go and peel the apple, and then when we peel the apple, the skin is a good part, so it makes no sense. Yeah. So and and I mean I've never eaten as much ginger I think as I have here in in Jamaica. Yeah, man. You just really because ginger is for your digestive system. You know, so and we push, we do things like ginger shots, turmeric shots, that sort of thing. So, what is what is one of the of the Jamaican, um, let's say, fruits or vegetables or, or herbs or plants that you think people should be consuming more and they don't know how amazing it is, but they're not not having it in their diet? Which one would you say this is the one you should start? There's no one. There's no one. There's Tons. Jamaica is the most blessed place that I know. We have so many things. We have things for mosquitoes. You can hang neem in your house or lignum vitae and no mosquitoes come. You know, that sort of thing. We have moringa. Moringa has, what, 35 or 33 or 35 um, things that's good for you in it. We have so many things. I, did, I wouldn't say one thing. It ju you just need to cut out the processed foods, we need to cut it out. You know, we have enough natural food here. You can't starve in Jamaica. <laughs> That's you true. cannot starve. You walk for, oh, right now, mangoes are rotting on the ground. Mangoes are rotting on the ground. How can mangoes be rotting on the ground? You know what I mean? Yes, so you, we can go sit down on that mango tree. Ginep. Guinep. Every day I eat at least two bunches of guinep. I don't even... Oh, they're, they're the green... Green, yes, it's guinep It's time. very difficult to eat them, I find, to... Um, because to you don't the... know how to eat them. It's ain't difficult for me. You just bite it, take out the seed, suck the seed, and throw away the seed. So the seed, exactly, and you, you just, just don't seed. know. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's, I know there's special ways of yes. eating the fruits the yes. best to get Precisely. all, of the, all of the best things of the fruit. Precisely. And guinep, if you look at what guinep does for you, I mean, these things are phenomenal. So, okay, suppose you're drinking your green juice and so you're going to eat a bunch of guinep. 
and then you're gonna have some lemon water and then you're gonna have maybe for lunch you're gonna eat some quinoa with kale or spinach or you know whatever it's all it's all very you realize it's good for you so you, if you keep eating all these things all day you're gonna have two mangoes at four o'clock with a cup of tea that sort of thing where do you get all your knowledge right on the computer it's there yeah. and you know and you know who to follow mm-hmm. who to read who to and they, I mean now everybody writing a book you know that's so. very true yeah and so you you do some speaking events as well I saw you've done a couple in Kingston yeah. like what to or how to organize your pantry what to have in your pantry yeah. how are they being um, being welcomed like is there a lot very of, good yeah, very good success? but then again Kingston Kingston, like the first time I did it, the first day I advertised that I'm going to do it, Kingston, we had 77 people who answered the first day. It was phenomenal. In Montego Bay, everybody said, oh, you have to do it in Montego Bay. When we announced it, we got nobody the day of, we had 15 people. What is what is the difference, do you reckon, between people. between Kingston but and just in Montego Bay, people don't know and don't care, and they into KFC. I'm telling you, yes. if I had announced that I had a bucket of chicken to give them, they would have been there in five seconds. <laughs> oh my God! So Kingston for you is the future of yeah. wildlife in Kingston yeah, as well. But I'm hanging in here in Moby because a lot of sick people down here. Yeah. So what what is the plan for the next coming years? I'm planning to we're opening in Kingston before Christmas this year. There's no oh, wow. doubt I got a great location at Devon House and we are opening in Kingston. I just had a major accident so that's why um I have not done it yet. But we're opening in Kingston. My son is coming from New York to help me and I when I vision, I see three branches. I don't know where the third is going to be. Could be Negril, could be South Coast. I don't know. But, but it will I be know, in Jamaica? I know. It's, it doesn't have to be either. Oh, okay. It doesn't have to be. Interesting. You know, this can be anywhere. Yeah. You know, plus, we're easy to set up. We don't need a stove. We only need a fridge and a cooler here. Yeah. How do you so. keep the soup warm, though? Is it? We like have a, a soup. We have a soup. Um, like what's it called? Like a kettle or yes, like a yes. yeah yeah yeah. And we have a huge soup. And and the main the main device in the kitchen is the dehydrator. Is that yes? It? That's the oven. The oven is the dehydrator. That's what makes the the um, the onion bread. Oh, the pizza crust, the yes. onion bread. <laughs> I'm in love with that. That's amazing. That so, sells very well. Yeah, I can imagine. Mango I mean, turmeric is our number one juice. Mango turmeric. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Great combination. So who comes up with the recipes? They're all about. You know, you just need to and then you you try what we do, like you'll hear about this thing and like mango turmeric and you try it and mm, don't like this. So you add a, this or you put coconut and you know, you try until you get your way yeah, of it. Exactly. Like the crust, we needed a crust for the pizza. And we tried and tried and tried. Then you realize that with the onion, you use the flaxseed, it binds it together. So they're, you know, but they're, they're recipes all over. You just need to make them yours. Like I have my green juice, you know, which I've done for years. So I just put that out there. 
as right life's green juice. Yeah. But there are tons of ways of making green juice. You That's know? very true, yeah. So. Have people come up to you saying, I, I think you've helped me like, get yeah, better? Yeah, lots of people. I, so when I go on tea, like the last time I was on TV, and when I have interviews in the newspaper, people will come up to me and take out the bag, the newspaper article, and show me and tell me, you know, Mrs. Wright, you do so much for me, so that's why I'm doing my book now. And I know it's going to do well because people have been asking me for a book for ages. Yeah, and is that what keeps you keeps your drive to do all of this? Because people, I think actually... it's just my personality. Whatever keeps me doing all this is a thing that keeps me alive. Yeah, you know, I yeah. think it's it's my personality and the fact that you never say die. You know what I mean? God to me. Until the father ready for you, what's the point? <laughs> you know? So everybody, you know who, when they come over there, who's going to make it and who is not going to. Some of them, as they come in, they have cancer, and you see them depressed. You know they're not going to make it because oh. they don't have the fight in them, right? And then you see the people that come in. Now, if you go to the doctor and he tells you you have diabetes or you have hypertension, you're not going to go home and die. So why, when you hear cancer, you go home and die, you know? So to me, it's a lifestyle disease, just like the others. You have high cholesterol, whatever, whatever. So give thanks that your heart is all right and start fighting and eat properly. And a lot of people, it keeps coming back and coming back and coming back because they get cancer. They go and do their chemo and their radiation and whatever. They change nothing that goes in their mouth. And then they wonder why two years' time they have it again in the liver, the days, the days, the days, you know. It's, it must come back because if you're doing something and you, do, and you get in trouble, you need to stop doing it, you know. So. That's true. That's a good piece of advice. And a great mindset as well, as you said. Begins and ends in yeah. your mind. Wow. It begins. Like it's, you wonder, you know, there are things that energize you and things that don't, you know, as with anybody. Like I normally walk every day, I normally do 5Ks, thing. I haven't been doing them of late and then since the accident I haven't done anything and I know I need to do it and I know once I get back that, you know, yeah. you'll feel it, you'll feel good again. You know yourself, that's yeah. very important too. And if you know yourself, you know, you know when something is going wrong in your body. Exactly, yeah, wow. Well, thank you so much for the interview. It's, it's so inspiring listening to you and it's, it's just amazing to know that there is someone like you out here saying, look, this is how you can live a healthy and... Happy life. Say, yeah, healthy, happy life, full because energy. One thing I want to say to all your listeners, if you don't have your health, you have nothing, nothing. I remember when they gave me to two weeks to live, I was lying down in my bed and I looked in my closet and saw all my shoes. And I said, imagine, I'm not going to wear those again. You know what I mean? Because you have nothing unless you have your health. Nothing. Nothing is nothing. That's very true. And now... And now, it's like people don't realize that. Yeah. And now, and now eating healthily can actually be very flavorsome as well, thanks to what you're showing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> People think that eating natural food have to taste bad, and they think that eating vegan or raw or live, as we call it, means it's lettuce and tomato and a little carrot and thing. That's not it. I eat ice cream, 
You know what I mean? I eat cheese. Yeah. Cheese made from cashew, exactly. ice cream made from banana, whatever. We have cheesecake, you know. So people don't realize it's not just a salad. It's not a salad. Exactly. Everybody thinks, oh, let's eat a salad. And they cut up a little lettuce and cucumber and tomato and they think they're eating raw. They're not. No, they're not. Wow. They can be eating right. I mean, and with the, with that <laughs> last you, name, <laughs> yeah, with that last name, you had to do this. Precisely. It was just meant to be. Precisely. But thank you so much for your time. No problem. And I wish you all the best in the future with your next location. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. That was Pat Wright for you all. I hope she charmed you as much as she did me. If you have any questions or want to know more about Pat and what she does and her restaurant and her other initiatives, have a look at the podcast notes because there's all the links with all the information for you guys. And as always, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. See you in the next podcast.